moving so strongly here this morning. I didn't know if I was going to be preaching for a little bit, but I guess we will. I feel like I'm released to do that now. Sweet. God is good. My God's a healing God, right? All the kids can be dismissed to go to their classes. <clears throat> Bear with me a little bit longer, right? I titled this message today, We Fast to Hunger for God. You might guess that I'm going to preach about fasting today, right? We fast to hunger for God, though, because we lose our hunger for God sometimes. We get, we get preoccupied with all sorts of other things, and other things get in front of God. And then when we fast, we train our flesh to sit down and shut up for a while, and we hunger after God. We, we chase after God, right? Th this fasting message is part of a series on Back to the Basics. And Back to the Basics is a series of, of five different things, I believe it is, that, that are living. They're designed to teach us to live in, a, in according to, to God's will, right? We all say we want to live according to the way that God designed, but I want to challenge you today. Are you up for a test, a challenge? 30 days. You got 30 days? Let's hope we all got 30 days, amen? Unless Jesus steps out on the cloud, oh, hey, I'm happy to go. You can forget all about this little challenge. I want to challenge you today to do whatever it takes to live the way that God designed us to live. And you say, Pastor, that's a lot. That, there, there's a lot in that book. I don't even know all that book. I'm talking about these five things of getting back to the basics, right? Getting back, if you, haven't, if you haven't been here for the last few weeks, go to the podcast and get it. They're all on there. Getting back to the basics. Today we're going to talk about fasting and prayer, right? I would challenge you today to do for 30 days, just 30 days, right? If it doesn't work for you, you can go back to the way you were before, right? 30 days, though, to start with just living back to the basics. So our first was on leadership, right? Leadership or the leadership of the church, how, we, how we're doing other people, honor, Honoring the house of God, reverencing God, honoring the man of God, the people of God, the church, right? Honor. Fasting is today. We taught on being a good steward last week on paying your tithe and being a good steward with what's, what's left after you pay your tithe. Amen. Not just money, though. We use money to show as an example, but it's also with your time, with, with everything that God's given us. We've got to be good stewards over, right? Next week, we're going to be talking about repentance. Anybody need to repent of something? We're going to be talking about repentance, right? There's five things there. That if we'll live just according to those five things, we could, we, it would go a long way toward us getting back right with God. It would go a long way to putting some power in the church. Amen? Amen. Yes. See if we don't look different if we'll take this test, right? Everybody raise your hand if you're going to take the test. 30-day challenge. Do these five things. Most of us in here, right? Most of us are going to try to do those things. See if we don't look different. If we don't look different, right? We'll begin to grow. We'll begin to mature. We'll begin to prosper. I'm talking about spiritually, but it'll also bleed over into the physical. It'll bleed over into the physical realm when we, when we begin to grow and mature and prosper. Like when, when we put God first in everything, when we get him in the middle of everything in our lives, right. things begin to change, right? Yeah. They do. Yeah. Things begin to change. Do you realize the word that fast is mentioned 75 times in the Bible? Wow. 75 times. Now, if you wrote a book... And you wrote something about, about something in there 75 times. Don't you think you'd want your readers to know about that topic? Yeah. You'd want them to understand something and get it. God, God had them put in his book 75 times in the Bible, right? Jesus fasted. Yeah. Jesus fasted. In, in 1 Peter 2 and 21, it says Jesus is our example. So if he's our example, then we should follow after his footsteps. He put it in his book 75 times, and he fasted himself. Why wouldn't we fast? That's right. That's right. Why wouldn't we use this thing to get hungry for him, right? He instructed his disciples to fast. So when should we fast? 
We don't just fast all the time. We dry up and shrivel up and die, right? So when should we fast? We, 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 we humble ourselves, right? And we, or when we, when we humble ourselves, I'll get to that part in a minute. When we humble ourselves and when we fast with all of our hearts, when we fast with our hearts, right? In Isaiah 58, 8 and 9, it talks about what a fast is. You can go back and read, read the whole chapter of Isaiah 58. I don't have time to read it to you today. But in 8 and 9, after you've been fasting with your whole heart, with your hearts, right? And you've been humble before God. 8 and 9 says this, Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth spe <clears throat> speedily. We want healing, right? Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. Your righteousness, because your righteousness is of God, right? Shall go before you. It says, uh, before you, The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. When we fast and when our hearts are right, when we put God at the top of our priority list, it says that God's got my back. Yeah. Yes. He's my rear guard. I don't have to, you notice that in all the armor of God, it doesn't say anything about my back? That's because God's got that part. Right. When I'm fasting, I'm living right, right? That's what it says right there. Is that what your Bible says? Yeah. In the King James, it says re-reward. But when you look that up in the concordance, it says rear guard. Nine says, then you shall call and the Lord will answer. Yeah. You ever feel like you're hollering out to God and your prayers hit the ceiling and bounce back down? Yeah. Fast. Fast, right? Get your heart right. Humble yourself. Get before God. Lay before Him. Not just, it's not just about fasting. It has to be coupled with prayer, right? You shall cry, and He will say, Here I am. So then when should I fast? Let me get to that part now. I got ahead of my notes. When should I fast? Before a mammoth task. Before a huge task. Before facing danger. When the enemy attacks. When you're appalled to society. How many are appalled at a society today? Most of us would be, right? For the church, growth and prosper. Let me give you some examples. Now, this list is not a complete list. It's not exhaustive. It's just some examples that I came up with in the Bible, right? The day of fasting, Jeremiah 36 and 6. I had her put these up here, and I'm not going to read most of these today. I'm just going to reference them, and then we're going to read some of them, right? The day of fasting in Jeremiah 36 and 6. The day of atonement in Acts 27 and 9. I'm talking about reasons to fast. Moses fasted to receive the law in Exodus 34, 28. <clears throat> they fasted at the time of war in Judas or, or Judges 20, 26 and 1 Samuel 7 and 6. They fasted when they faced opposition in 2 Chronicles 20 and 3. Jonah fasted for Nineveh in in Jonah 3 and 5, when they faced danger, Ezra fasted in 8, 21 and 23. When they've, uh, Saul fasted for, or they fasted for grief when they buried Saul's bones in 1 Samuel 31 and 13 and 1 Corinthians 10 and 12. Daniel fasted after hearing Saul and Jonathan had died, or David fasted, I mean to say. David fasted after hearing that Saul and Jonathan died. He was good friends with Jonathan, if you remember that, and in 2 Samuel 1 and 2. Fast, those, those are just some references, some, some things that we can look in the Bible, why they fasted and, and the reasons they fasted for, right? So fasting stirs a hunger in your spirit. This hunger needs to be deeper than the hunger in your flesh, right? Your flesh is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind, your will, and your emotions will lead you a lot of places to, to, to consume a lot of things that aren't right things. They're not righteous things. They're not of the Lord, right? So when we fast, we're training our spirit. We're, we're, we're training our spirit to become the boss and our flesh to, to, to take a side seat, right? So when we hunger for God, he will fill us. When we get hungry for God, right? We fast in the, in the natural so that we can get hungry spiritually because we're, we're training our flesh. Does that make sense? So he will fill us. His word says, if you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. He wants us to draw to him. 
And he says he'll draw back, right? Show your seriousness in a fast. <clears throat> Show you're serious about having God in your life. Right? Amen. We say we want to have God in the middle of everything, but we've got to put him in the middle of everything. Sometimes it takes some sacrifices. Sometimes we've got to do some things to get where we want to be at, right? We'll sure do it in the world things. I'll go and work and put in all kinds of hours at work to gain things, right? To consume things that aren't good for me even sometimes. But what about our spirit man? A fast is not about getting God to do what you want. It's not about getting him to hear you and do what you want him to do. It's about getting him to do what he wants to do in your life. In my life, right? His will in my life. When I fast and say, God, I'm willing to sacrifice my soul. I'm willing to sacrifice my flesh that, that these, things, these things can lay down so that I can get in tune with you. So that I can know what your will is, Lord. I want to be more like you. I want to be what you want to have in my life. I want that to, to take fruition in my life. That's, that's what we're fasting about, right? Without being combined with praying, fasting is just a diet, though. We've got to pray. If, if we're just fasting and, and, and fasting to say that we're fasting or fasting just to be fasting, then we're just going to lose some weight. Mm -hmm. But you've got to spend time with him. That time, that time when, you, when, when you're putting your flesh aside, that's the time that we have to spend with him in and, and, and prayer and in and, and praising him. And, and you get the picture, right? And, and reading his word and getting to that, right? So fasting is more like a, a ribbon that's tied on your finger to remember God. If you got this ribbon tied around your finger, and every time, every time that hunger pain comes up, I think, oh, God. Oh, God, I want to get close to you. Lord, I want to praise you. Lord, I'm going to go get in your word now. Yeah. If we'd use fasting like that, we'd get closer to God, right? To remember him. There's a hormone in your body called ghrelin. Ghrelin. Has anybody ever heard of that hormone? It causes your body to hunger. It's the, it's the same hormone that causes your stomach to growl. Some of y'all stomachs might be growling right now thinking about what you're going to have after church today, right? That's your ghrelin, right? It makes your stomach growl. It causes your body to feel hunger. It causes that pain inside of you. And, and, and hunger drives us, right? I'm going to talk about physical here a little bit so we can understand the spiritual. If we'd get hungry spiritually, we'd be driven by it. We'd be driven to seek him out more, right? When we get hungry in, in, the, in the flesh, we want to head over and get us a cheeseburger. Amen? Because our grelum's working. Our grelum's working, right? Nobody has to remember to be hungry. Right. Amen? Amen. When, that, when, they, when your body releases that hormone, you know that you're hungry. It tells you about it, and it keeps driving you and driving you and reminding you, hey, I'm hungry. Feed me, feed me, feed me, right? Nobody has to remember you're hungry because you have grelum. Yeah. Your body releases grelum about every two or three hours. Amen? Imagine if we'd have some spiritual grelum. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> I want it too. I asked God for it this week. That's what I'm getting out here, Sam. It makes you know that you need to eat, and it drives you to eat. It only stops if you feed it. This greeting only stops if you feed it. You got to give it a cheeseburger or a cookie or my favorite's crab legs. If I could throw my greeting a couple pounds of crab legs, it's all good, right? Until we feed our body, though, it drives us. It says, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. And we all have good grilling that works in here, right? We can understand that in the natural. Our bodies get hungry. We got to eat, right? It's hunger that drives you. It pushes you. Hunger pushes you. I mean, some of us go to work so we can buy food. Amen? Just to satisfy that grilling. 2 Kings 6 and 25 says, And there was a great famine in Samaria, 
And indeed they besieged, I'm talking about hunger here still. And indeed they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver. The head of a donkey. Because they were so hungry that they were eating the donkey's head. They would, they would get all the skin off of it and all the, any kind of flesh they could get off the head. And they would make a, a, a soup out of it or whatever. They were eating this, these donkey's heads. 80 pieces of silver. That's how hungry they were. I'm talking about hunger, right? You think that part's bad, you got a bad look on your face. Wait till we read the next part. <laughs> Donkey's head were sold for 80 shekels of silver and one-fourth of a cab, that's about a pint, one-fourth of a pint then, of dung droppings sold for five shekels of silver. They were eating dung droppings, paying for it with silver because they were so hungry, they were starved. This paints a picture to me of my flesh causing me to eat the wrong things. Your flesh ever make you eat the wrong things? Make you consume the wrong things because your flesh is hungry and we haven't trained our flesh and our flesh is reaching out and getting these things, right? If we're not careful, our flesh will cause us to ingest the wrong things. And by 2 Kings 7, 3, and 4, it talks about the men outside the gate, right? The same, same city at the same time. It says, now there were leprous men at the entrance of the city gate and they said to one another, we, why are we sitting here until we die? Now, these men were cast out of the city because they had leprosy. They had a disease that would literally make parts of their body fall off. They would rot off of them. So they would put them outside the city, and they, you know, basically the message was, you're not important enough to stay with us, and you're going to die, and we don't want to get what you got, right? So they were cast out, and people that were cast outside the city, they had less than the people inside the city. So they were, more, they were more desperate than the people with the, with the donkey's heads and the, and the dung, right? Yeah. And, the, and the dove dung. They were more hungry than they were. So they said, why are we sitting out here waiting to die? They had less than they did. Why don't we go on in the city? Four says, if we say we will enter the city, we will enter the city. The famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we also die. Now, therefore, come let us surrender to the army of the Syrians, if they keep us alive, we shall live, and if they kill us, we shall surely die. It was hunger that motivated them. Hunger drove them to get up and move. They were sitting there starving to death, and they said, they might kill us if we go in the city, but we're going to die here for sure. Church, we've got to get a hunger after the things of God. We've got to get a hunger after him to, to get closer to him, to know him more, right? To surrender everything to him. It's through that hunger. We got to have a hunger, right? In Luke 15 and 17, the prodigal son. You know what the prodigal son did? He asked for half of it, asked for his inheritance, half of everything his dad had. He went out and spent it. Remember what drove him to come back home? It was a hunger, right? 17, 15 and 17 says, But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? He sat in the middle of a pig lot. The smell didn't drive him to come home. Being immoral didn't drive him to come home. He was a Jewish boy. He, it would have been illegal by the law for him to even touch a pig or be, be even around a pig, right? Yeah. But it was the hunger, right? He perished with the hunger. I will rise and go to my father, and I will say him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Church, God doesn't want to make us a slave today. No. He's not wanting to enslave us today. He wants to love on us. You know what happened next. They came and they put shoes on his feet. You know that slaves went barefooted in that day? 
but his son got shoes because he was a son. That symbolized he was still his son. We can come back to God and still be his sons and daughters today. He doesn't want to enslave us. We got to get hungry enough to get up out of the muck that we're in, though. Yeah. Stop being satisfied with where you're at. That's right. That's right. Just barely getting by. Yeah. Barely making it. Maybe we show up to church. Maybe we do this. Maybe we show up to church every once in a while. Maybe you show up all the time. We all get in spiritual slumps. Yeah. We got to get hungry after him. Yeah. We got to get hungry after the thing of God, right? It was the hunger that drove him back to his father. Church, I pray that you have enough hunger to get driven back to your father today. That we have that kind of hunger, right? While I was fasting this week, God can't give me a message without fa about fasting without causing me to fast, right? So I went on a fast this week, and I, and I had a good part of these notes already. And, and I asked him to give me the spiritual grelum. Lord, every time my body says I'm hungry, I'm going to come to you. Instead of going to the refrigerator, I'm going to come to you, God. I get to eat after church today, folks, by the way, too, so... Get out of my way. <laughs> but however, however, I asked him for the spiritual greeting. Lord, please cause me to be hungry after you. I would love to have some hormone that's released in my spiritual man that says every two or three hours, you need God. You need God. You need God. Worship God. Praise God. Read his word. Talk to him. Listen to what he's got to say. Pray in tongues. I'd love to have something that was released into my spiritual man every two or three hours that wouldn't leave me alone, that just drove me and drove me and drove me and drove me, right? To set a fire inside of me. I'd love to have that, right? To read, to pray, to have a relationship, to chase after him, right? So I told God, God, every time I feel hungry, every time I feel hungry, I'm going to chase after you. I'm going to press into you during this fast. Church, I'd ask you today just to consider a fast, right? Before I get to that part, though. Every time I get hungry, Lord, I'm going to press into you because I want you to give me spiritual grelum. I want this to go past this fast. Right? I want this to be every day, Lord, all the time. Give me spiritual grelum, Lord. Bring this thing to my remembrance, right? Every two or three hours, bring it to me that I've got to have more of you. Can you imagine if our whole church would do this? Can you imagine if we'd all get hungry for God? What it might drive us to do? What this place might look like, that's right, brother. What this place might look like if we would all get hungry for God. I'm telling you, this is how we get hungry for God, by a fast. We fast to get hungry. You ever fasted? You find out about being hungry. We fast to get hungry for God, right? We get so busy for life, though. We get so busy with life, and we know that Matthew 6.33 says, what's it say? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. All these things that we're worried about, all these things that we're trying to add to ourselves, we're spending so much time on. Yeah. He says, don't worry about that. Yeah. You just get in line with my word. You seek after me. You get hungry for me. Yeah. You get hungry for me and these other things, they'll follow you around. Yeah. The things that we're so worried about and concerned about, they'll follow us. If we just seek after him, right? If we just get hungry for him, right? If every two or three hours we were going and praying and, and, and spending time with him and we're fasting and, and we're sacrificing our flesh, you get the picture. You get the picture. We're worshiping him, right? Would you consider a fast today? Just think about it. I don't want you just to get excited about it in this church and say, oh, yeah, brother, I'll fast. And then walk out and your heart's not right with it. Read Isaiah 58. He'll tell you about it when your heart's not right about it. It means nothing. If a fast don't mean anything to you, it don't mean anything to God. But when you're doing it because you're humbled, 
and you're broken and you're hungry and you want to get closer to him because where we're at is not good enough. It's not good enough. We need more of him. His ways are higher than our ways, right? I called Brenda this week when I was, or I think Jesse called me actually on Brenda's phone. And he called me and he was so excited and he says a few words now and it was, it was really cool to hear him talking on the phone. But I was trying to talk to Brenda and Jesse had the phone, but I was trying to talk to Brenda on the speakerphone about my message this week and about fasting. And, and Jesse was rattling on about whatever he was saying. I could only understand part of it. And I said, Jesse, you want to fast with me? And he said, yeah, on the vroom vroom. <laughs> He'll go fast in the Corvette. He calls the Corvette any, any car a room room. He'll go fast in the Corvette, but would you consider a fast today, right? We fast to hunger for God. We fast to hunger for God, right? To get spiritual grelum. Could we pray, even if you won't consider a fast today, ask God for spiritual grelum? To just put something inside of us that we can't get enough of him? That we would seek after him? I wish that everybody would consider a fast at least. Mo- half of you, over half of you said, you do this 30-day challenge with me that we'll do whatever it takes. God put a fast 75 times in his book. I'd say that's whatever it takes. That's at least part of it anyway, right? That's a part of it. We need to get hungry. If you're here today and you haven't been hungry for God, that's me. I haven't been where I should have been at. We all get in this place sometimes, don't we? We get busy with everything else. If you're here today and you haven't been as hungry with God as you should have been, if you need to press in a little farther, that's all of us. We all need to press in a little farther. We all need a little more of Him. Could we bow our heads and just take a few minutes and pray and ask Him for that today? Ask Him right now for spiritual grelum. Spiritual grieving, Lord, I want you to set a clock inside of my spiritual man, something that just drives me, drives me to move from where I'm at. Move off this spot where I've been standing at because this spot's not good enough. I want to move closer to you, Daddy. I want more of you in my life. I want to praise you more. I want you to have my rear guard all the time, Lord. Every two or three hours, Lord, remind me of this thing. Even if it's just a short prayer, it's, a prayer's not a laundry list, it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. Coming to him and talking to him. Telling him you love him, just loving on him. Can we ask him for this today, church? Ask him not to let you forget it when you leave here. Can we do that? Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We just love you, Daddy, and we praise you, mighty name. Lord, I pray for every person who hears this message today, Lord, that you've given me, Father. Lord, I pray that you would touch the people in this local church, Lord, the people on the podcast, Father God. Lord, help us to have a boldness, Lord, to do this for just uh, even a short period of time, Lord. I believe it will change us enough, Father, that we'll want to carry on with it, Father. Lord, that we would ask for spiritual grelum, Father God, that we, would, that we would seek you out, Father God, that we would fast, Lord, that we would fast to get hungry for you, Father God, and ask for nothing else, Father God, but more of a relationship with you, Father. Lord, I thank you for this, Daddy, and I praise you for this, Lord. I pray that you would anoint these people, Father God. Lord, teach them of a fast, Father God. Teach them how to, how to fast, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this, Daddy, and we praise you for this, Lord. I pray that you would cause our hearts to be humbled, Father God. Humble before you, Lord, the Lord of lords, Daddy, and the King of kings, Father God, the master of the universe of all creation, Father God. We would be humble before you, Father God. We thank you for this, Daddy, and we praise you, Lord, that our hearts would be right, Father God. Lord, that we would put our flesh aside, Daddy, to remember you. To remember you, Lord, in an ongoing relationship, Father, not just something that happens sporadically, Lord, and here and there, and 
maybe a couple times a week even, Father God, but ongoing, constantly, Lord, throughout each and every day, Father God. We thank you for this, Daddy. We praise you, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would call me on another fast even after this one, Daddy. Those are big words for me, Dad. But, Lord, we want more of these things, Father God. We praise you, Daddy. Father, I pray that you would just keep us safe, Lord. Bring us back here on Sunday, Father, on Tuesday. This is Sunday, on Tuesday. In Jesus' name we pray these things, Father God. Amen.